Ah, yes. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to the show. It is Wednesday morning, the 7th of June, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair. Middle of the week, of course, NRL round tomorrow night. Cricket beginning tonight. You'll hear it here on SCN. Um, and a lot of news about football. There's big golf news as well. There is a lot around and we're going to get through it over the course of the next hour. We are broadcasting through SEN 11.70am in Sydney, uh, SENQ 6.93am in Brisbane, and SEN 16.20am on the Gold Coast. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. All before Vossi and James Magnuson for breakfast for listeners through SEN 11.70am in Sydney, and for listeners through SENQ, it will be Pat and Heels to take you through the breakfast show from 6am. A lot to get through as well between now and 6 o'clock. We're going to have a chat, as we usually do, with Maddie Cox on a Wednesday morning about all the big topics, not just here in New South Wales, not just in Victoria, but around the world as well. We might have a chat about the cricket and Ange as well with him, so we'll chat to him. Big news in the world of golf overnight with the PGA and Live Golf seeming to come to agreement, merging. Chris Perkins, who will get on for a longer chat tomorrow, but he'll jump on the line in about half an hour and explain it all. He's been across it all night. I woke up to a message from him at about 12.30. I didn't see the message at 12.30. I saw it about 3.45. So he will uh, let us know all about that. Plus, want to hear from you. Lots of rugby league news around, obviously, as we build up towards State of Origin in a couple of weeks. But more importantly, at the moment, another round of the NRL. So lots to get through. Want to hear from you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. It's 2 past 5. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Now, hoping uh, we'll get the chance as well. Uh, it is quite a busy show uh, to play an interview with Pat Cummins. That was done by Barat Sundarace. And, of course, SDN will have full coverage of the World Test Championship beginning tonight. Uh, really, really looking forward to that as well. Uh, and, of course, the Ashes beginning in nine days' time. But uh, the World Test Championship tonight, full coverage here on SEN right across uh, New South Wales. And, of course, uh, you'll be able to hear it on SENQ as well. So the World Test Championship, we spoke to Andrew Menzel yesterday about that. You're going to hear it from 7 p.m. tonight. 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, coverage begins here on SEN. But we'll do favourite Ashes moments next week in the build-up to the Ashes. But just give me some of your favourite Australian cricketing moments. If you're a cricket fan... Um, some of the great cricketing moments. Oh, oh, one that always stand out to me is when Michael Bevan hit those winning runs at that one-day international, what was it, 1996 at the SCG of the last ball, second last ball of the innings against the West Indies. So just give me some of your favourite cricketing moments. We'll do Ashes, it can be Ashes related, but just give me some of your favourite cricketing moments of all time. Australian Otherwise, 0457 736 736. And also, your level of interest in the World Test Championship. I think everyone very excited about the Ashes. Are you going to be watching? Are you going to be listening tonight? Uh, it's on Channel 7, and you'll hear it on SCN as well, the World Test Championship. How do you think Australia's going to go? Interested to hear your thoughts and how you think it all go. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. I'll be watching. I'll be listening. Uh, really looking forward to it. And we'll have a wrap-up each and every day here on Tradies News. And, of course, breakfast will have it all covered as well. The World Test Championship beginning tonight could go six days uh, if they use that, if they need to invoke 
the extra day. And, of course, uh, the Ashes then next Friday beginning. All very exciting. It's a great time to be a sports fan, of course, with the NRL and AFL season still going. But then, of course, you've got the cricket as well. So your favourite cricket memories, any cricket. doesn't just have to be Australia. It can be any cricket memories. Um, and you're looking forward to it. You're going to be watching it tonight, the World Test Championship and listing on SEN. Uh, the other big news that we mentioned yesterday, um, and we were just waiting for it to be made official, well, it was, uh, early evening our time last night, Ange Postacoglu, he has been confirmed as Tottenham's new manager on a four-year deal. Uh, he arrives in the Premier League after leading Scottish club Celtic to a historic treble. He will start his new job on July 1, so in about three and a bit weeks. Uh, Spurs chairman Daniel Levy said Ange brings a positive mentality and a fast attacking style of play. He has a strong track record of developing players and an understanding of the importance of the link from the academy, everything that is important to our club. We are excited to have Ange join us as we prepare for the season ahead. And in a statement released by Celtic, Postacoglu said, I'd like to sincerely thank everyone at the club for everything they have given me. In particular, Dermot, Peter and Michael and the Celtic board have shown me tremendous support in every aspect of my time at Celtic and I'll forever be grateful for this. They brought me to the club and I've worked so closely and so well with them for the past two years. I will always have a special relationship with them. Now, they wanted me to extend my time at Celtic and while I'm so respectful and understanding of their position, a new opportunity has been presented to me and it is one which I want to explore. It was an honour to be asked to be Celtic manager, and during my two years, I have given everything I have to deliver success to our supporters. Uh, culminating in the treble at the weekend, my players and backroom team have been brilliant for me on this journey. Uh, he continued to go on, called them a phenomenal football club, and so much more. And I'll forever be a supporter of this great institution. So, off to Celtic, uh, leaving Celtic, off to Tottenham. What do you reckon? Is he going to make it a success? Four-year deal, which is a bit longer than we heard yesterday. Four years for Ange Postacoglu. First Australian to coach or to manage in the EPL. Are you on the Tottenham bus? If you had just a little bit of interest in the EPL, maybe a casual watching of it, maybe just watch a match every now and again, are you going to be watching it more now that Ange Postacoglu is Tottenham manager. Are there any diehard die Tottenham fans listening to the show this morning? I'd love to hear from you. Graham Arnold, supporting Ange Postacoglu all the way, thinks he'll be a success in the English Premier League with Tottenham. What about you? Does your level of interest with the EPL, if you're just a casual fan, gain a bit? Will you be watching at least the Tottenham games? And Tottenham fans, are you happy about this? 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Really, really interesting uh, to see how that all unfolds on a four-year deal. Ange Postacoglu, looking forward to that. Uh, a bit of rugby league news as well. Parramatta five eight Dylan Brown has been named in the Eels team for Monday's King's Birthday clash with Canterbury, but his ability to play against the Bulldogs will still hinge on the club getting the green light from the NRL. Brown is facing five charges of sexual touching after an incident at a pub in Sydney's eastern suburbs at the weekend, and it is understood the NRL will formalise their stance on his immediate playing future on Wednesday when he is due to appear in court. The NRL has given permission for Dylan Brown to be named in the team while they consider whether he is subject to the no-fault stand-down policy, 
We're continuing to work with the NRL Integrity Unit and the New South Wales Police. Under the game's no-fault stand-down policy, Brown is not automatically stood down because his offences don't carry a ban of 11 years or more. Uh, however, NRL Chief Executive Andrew Abdo has the ability to use his discretionary powers to stand down Brown, and it's understood he's likely to make that call today. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. I got a text here from Matt referring to the big golf story I mentioned at the start of the show. Yes, we'll be talking about that as well. Chris Perkins will join me in America in about 20 or so minutes after we have a chat with Matty Cox, and he will fill us in on this big story between PGA and Live Golf. They're merging. Who would have thought that was coming? I don't think anyone saw that coming. So don't worry, uh, Matt. Thank you for the text. We will get onto that with Chris Perkins. He'll have the full story for you uh, after 5.30, after we speak to Maddie Cox. So a lot to get through this morning on this Wednesday morning. Uh, your thoughts and all of that as well. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Ange Postacoglu announces Tottenham manager. You happy with it? Are you going to be watching more EPL? How do you think he'll go? And Tottenham fans. Are you excited to see Ange Postacoglu manage your team? Your favourite cricketing memories and your thoughts on how the World Test Championship will go against India? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. There's also some more news about Luke Brooks. The West Tigers have officially launched their bid to keep Luke Brooks at the club after tabling a two-year deal worth in excess of $1 million for the local junior. We'll get to that as well. So plenty on our agenda. one 736 We will take a break. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne. It is 10 past five. It's good to have your company. It is 14 and a half past five. Chris Perkins will talk us through this merger between P the PGA and Live Golf on the show in about 20 minutes' time. There's some text there on Ange Postacoglu. Favourite cricketing memories? And do you think Australia's going to win the World Test Championship? Be excited about the next two months of cricket. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And we're going to have a chat with Matty Cox, host of Traders News in Melbourne. And a very good morning to you, part-time. <laughs> well, I have something to ask you at the end of this uh, segment, but we'll leave it for now. Maddie, good morning. How are you? Might have to hit the dump button all the time <laughs> up music to get away from that question. Yes, but I I'm can. going well. That's Gee, great. What a, what a morning it's been. It's, mm. uh, these sorts of you can prepare for the run sheet. Mine got thrown out the window mm. this morning with the news that emerged overnight, which we will discuss in greater depth. But, geez, it's some... Big, big, big news with Ange Postacoglu and then the Live Golf PGA Tour. That was a complete shock. Very. Um, and I'm going to have a chat with uh, my guy in America after we speak for our listeners. It, well, he sent me this article um, at about quarter to one this morning. I saw it when I woke up. I think that it came out of nowhere, didn't it? I don't think anyone was thinking anything like that was going to happen at all. No, no, I certainly wasn't to hear it as I was making my way in this morning. Mm. It was quite extraordinary. But anyway, we'll discuss mm. what the ramifications might be in a moment. But we've got a few other agenda items to uh, kick off this morning. Uh, yes. You had a bit of originitis last Thursday. Is that what I'm led to believe? Uh, no, I, I wasn't very well, unfortunately, Maddie. which I knew would uh, raise the eyebrows of you and probably a few others as well. But no, I, I wanted to come in, um, but I thought, no, best not to spread any germs. Um, no, uh, it, it was an interesting game, wasn't it? I know you spoke to the great Charlie Goodsir, Charles Goodsir, on the show on Thursday. Well, how was he, by the way? Because when I get him on the show every time New South Wales loses... He's always a bit down the next morning. Was he okay? 
Yeah, he was as flat as a tack. Mm. And trying to bring, trying to liven him up and bring some enthusiasm back in after <laughs> what was an, an extraordinary <laughs> encounter. He's probably hovering around and listening to this, isn't he? Uh, well, he's got the headphones on uh, preparing for the Good. breakfast show, so he's he, he's Good. very professional as Charlie. But, no, no originitis, but it, look, I don't know, you spoke about it with Charlie last week and uh, the wash-up and the week on, but it, it was an interesting game, wasn't it? New South Wales probably should have won that game. They had it in the bag, really, with, what, 11 minutes to go. Then we know Queensland scored those two tries. And then after that, uh, quite a few injuries across the weekend just gone in the NRL, but the biggest one... Uh, definitely Nathan Cleary, the New South Wales halfback. The Penrith halfback, of course, has won two premierships in a row with the Penrith Panthers. Did his hamstring on Sunday night against the Dragons, up for uh, out for up to six weeks, which basically rules him out definitely of Origin 2 and more than likely of the whole Origin series, which uh, I think has left the selectors, Brad Fittler, Greg Alexander and co, uh, probably... <laughs> wondering what they're going to do because if you look at all the feedback we've been getting and poor old Brandy's been getting a lot of feedback from uh, listers making suggestions over the past couple of days on what to do. But it is an interesting one because you got Nico Hines that was there, Matty, in game one, but only played 12 minutes off the bench at the centre position when Tom Dravojevic went off the field. But then you've got arguments with Adam Reynolds, who's played for New South Wales in the past and is playing really well uh, with the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. Uh, Cody Walker from South Sydney and Mitch Moses as well from Parramatta, who was basically Nathan Cleary's backup only two years ago. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that halves combination when the team's picked on Monday night, I think it is. And then what What about, because I know he's now in doubt for game three as well, ruled out, as you said, yep. completely of game two and in doubt for game three. Would he be pushing, like, educate the the uh, us down here mm. or in, across the, the AFL landscape? Would he be pushing to make that game three or would they be more cautious from a Penrith perspective to ensure that he's cherry ripe for the back end of the season? Well, if he is out for six weeks, um, I don't think he'd be right for that third game anyway because we're talking about, so the next game's in two weeks. So it's five weeks away, uh, the next game. So I would imagine if it was a grand final or something like that, he would be more prepared. More, more, I'm sure he's trying to get back as quick as possible, but... I think in this instance, club would come first. Um, and especially if he doesn't play a game before State of Origin 3, and then you've got to throw in that the they can't play the weekend before. So then you're talking about only really four weeks from now. I don't think he'll be back. Um, it would be an interesting one if whoever New South Wales do choose to play game two, and if they go on to win, and then Cleary is fit, which one of my callers raised uh, just the, uh, on Monday morning about what New South Wales would do there. But, no, I, I don't think he'll be back. I think club will come first. It'll be disappointing. Um, and it's a big loss. Like, we talk about New South Wales, but it's a big loss for Penrith as well. He, he's very, very important player to the Penrith Panthers. So we'll have to see how they do uh, without him over the next five or six weeks. But I would be very surprised to see Cleary back in a New South Wales jersey this year. And just before we move on, mm. uh, Dean's had a similar thought to what I have off my text uh, machine, although I'm not going to be as brutal with what he was suggesting. But is there pressure now mounting on the leadership of New South Wales considering the loss in last year's series, the way they lost in Game 1, and if they lose Game 2, well, then that's it. Uh, well, there's pressure on a couple of, or quite a few people, I think. Nathan Cleary, funny enough, probably was one of those ones that was 
under pressure. I thought you, you looked at the game last week. I thought Jerome Luai, the 5'8", uh, had a good game. Uh, Cleary, not so much. There was pressure on James Desco as well, the fullback who's been an amazing player for many years. Didn't have his best origin game uh, last uh, week, but then hit back for the Roosters on Sunday afternoon. And then, yeah, if New South Wales are to lose, I think there would have to be question marks on the coach Brad Fittler and his advisors um, and what happens after that. Um, obviously, they lost last year's series. Uh, if they are to lose this year's series, I, look, I, I don't know, and there'll be no decision made until after the State of Origin series is done, but I would be, and it's a bit of an awkward position for me to be in, but I would be surprised. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you, wrote, you wrote a particular person off last week. Well, I well, listening. No, 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 he's... he's <laughs> Go he, back to the logger on it, that. It's his RDO today. Uh, no, I, I th- look, I think if they are to lose, I can't see Brad Fittler being there. I imagine Brandy would then go as well. But the suppose the question mark is, and I saw someone post this uh, on Twitter, is that even if New South Wales are to lose... Who are the better options for New South Wales to coach if it's not going to be Brad Fittler? So that's something that I think the New South Wales Rugby League will look at as well. But look, Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander have never lost a game two while Fittler's being coached. So there's still hope there for them, but yeah, a lot of pressure. And coming up against the Queensland side that just never gives in. That's let's, extraordinary. Let's see if I still have a job next week after I said that. Yeah, um, I think you will. Uh, yes, uh, I think so too. <laughs> now, uh, Matty, I want to ask you about this... Nick Blakey, seven-year extension. Um, So he was, of course, uh, at the Sydney Swans already until the end of next year, signed a seven-year extension. I want to ask you, is that too long? But your thoughts on the contract uh, first up, is it a good deal for the Swans, a bad deal? What do you reckon? It's fantastic news for the Swans. He's a a very promising young talent, and we've seen glimpses of what he is capable of. I think the only probably question mark is around consistency, but that's slowly coming to the fore. He's been great off um, half back. He's, he's able to provide a lot of run and, and carry for the Sydney Swans. And considering the injuries this year for the Swans, he probably hasn't been used in that role in the way that he wants to be or the way that he we know that he can play. So that's probably affected his form this year, which has still been at a quality level. But I guess to to the question regarding the length of the contract. So the the background story to um, Nick Blakey is that he was a um, father-son prospect. His father, John, played 359 games at Fitzroy and North Melbourne, Mm. was a former Swans assistant coach throughout his childhood, which meant that Nick actually came through the Swans Academy program and is a graduate of that, chose Sydney over North Melbourne, in terms of uh, indicating his preference on where he wanted to be selected, eventually went as the 10th pick in the 2018 national draft. He was already, um, well, the the largest contracts in the AFL. So Harry Mackay and Clayton Oliver had both signed through until 2030. Mm. He's now signed through until 2031, which means he'll be at the Sydney Swans until the age of 31. He's currently 23 years of age, was due to become a free agent in 2026, but that's now out of the equation given the length of this contract. I suppose my query, and I've pondered this question over the last couple of days since the news broke, but it's almost risk and reward, that Mm. that age-old debate about securing someone for the long 
term, given they've shown promise, they've shown talent, they've shown that they're capable at the level, but it's still a massive risk to have such a, a, a contract. Like, who knows what can happen over the next mm. seven years? Injuries, form in itself, the change of the, the club. So there, there's an element of risk, I believe, with, with the decision that's been made. And long-term contracts in general, I know our very own Kane Corns isn't a fan of them, and I think it's probably a similar sort of argument that he makes as to why clubs shouldn't be searching for long-term deals because things can change very quickly and rapidly. But on the other side of the equation, there's another player at the Sydney Swans that w was signed, I forget mm. the, the exact length now because he's had an extra year added to that contract, but Buddy Franklin, mm. when he signed with the Sydney Swans. There were sim similar queries made. And yes, there was probably one or two years where we questioned whether he would get to the end of that contract, but he ended up getting another year and was still playing reasonably good football. And even now, even though he's not the, the great player that we know that he once was, he's still making a contribution in a way for this Sydney team. So there is a reward element to it as well for securing a player long-term. And it's an interesting one because we've seen it in the NRL as well with Daly Cherry Evans. He signed, I think, an eight-year contract at the time for Manly. Jason Tomalolo, I think, nine or ten years. So it's there as well. It has happened in the NRL. I, I sort of agree with you, Matty, though, and I know what you're saying about Buddy, but... It is a risk signing someone for so long because you just don't know. It only takes a couple of injuries, and hopefully that doesn't happen in this instance or any instance. But it is it is a risk, and it's one that could either pay off tremendously or uh, really not go too well for the Swans. So let's hope in this instance it goes well. Uh, Charlie Goodsir, who works here, who you spoke to, actually used to play AFL. Uh, well, not AFL, but uh, football uh, with uh, Nick, and he says he's a very good player. So he he thinks it's a good business deal by the Sydney Swans. So we'll yeah, have to and wait you, and see. You've also got to remember our landscape will change with Tasmania's entry into the competition yeah. and the the issues that will surround player movement regarding that, and then the draft concessions etc. that will surround the introduction of this team into the competition. So that is also why I think over the coming years we'll see a bit of a trend towards securing particularly young and promising talent on long-term deals. But at the same time, as, as the topic of conversation has been regarding the Carlton Football Club down here at the moment, list mm. management is incredibly vital. You don't want to have too many players at the top end of the tree because it makes it a lot harder for the bottom end of your list and to ensure that they are competitive to be a top-level team. Mm, going to be very interesting. Of course, the Swans got a win last weekend, a much-needed win as well, uh, against Carlson. Now, Ange Postacoglu, what a story this is. Uh, first Australian manager um, to um, be coaching or managing in the EPL. Tremendous success at Celtic. Um I think, again, and I know a lot of people follow the English Premier League, Maddie, quite closely, but I think the casual fan, I think, will be drawn more in to the English Premier League now to see Ange Postacoglu there on a four-year deal. So he's got quite a long deal. We know contracts don't always mean everything, but going to be really interesting to see how he goes. No, and particularly given that the reaction to this news was that it could be a, very much a poison chalice yes. for Ange to, to depart Celtic, which... You can remember when he had joined Celtic about the 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 the, the opposition to the the appointment. Mm. There's a, not not a similar sense this time. No. I think there's more queries about 
how quickly he's going to be able to change things up. But as has been proven, not only in uh, with Celtic, but you look at his track record in Japan, even here in the A-League with the Brisbane Roar and Melbourne victory. And then what he did with the Socceroos, yes, that didn't end in the, the greatest of circumstances. But everywhere that he's gone, there's been a change yeah. and a successful change. So you have to back in that he will be capable of producing success for Tottenham, which is an incredible story to, to have. Mm. I mean, everyone's watched the, the story unfold from afar, but it's extraordinary to think that someone who was our national coach, and maybe that was the best thing as hard mm. as it is that he's not in charge of our national side. Maybe that was the best thing to let him go and let him prosper mm. internationally and, and gain experience elsewhere and gain prominence. Mm. By the way, I'll correct myself. That Swans win was a couple of weeks ago. I'm aware of that. Uh, I just thought I'd I, I try to brush up on my, re- yeah. Their most recent win. Most recent <laughs> win, yes. And they play tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, and, and you've got to remember, Matty, when he first joined Celtic, most of their supporters didn't know who he was and they're saying, who was this? And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it was a bit of an uneasy start for Ange. But I know I told you this story before last last year, six or so months ago in Glasgow, leaving a pub. Um, Scottish guy comes up to us, gets our table, asks where we're from, say Australia. Oh, he goes, oh, you must not know Ange Postacoglu. I'm a big Celtic fan. I love what he's done for the club. Everyone loves him here. So they'll be very disappointed to see him leave, no doubt about it. Um, and it will be interesting to see how he goes with Tottenham. He's obviously not going to a bottom club, but he's going to a club that has always been there or thereabouts, but hasn't been able to win the Premier League. So, look, I wish him all the best in the world. I hope he does a tremendous job. But it is it's going to be a tricky one. I reckon the first couple of months, he starts there on July 1, obviously the season not starting until mid to late August. But I think the first couple of months are going to be really interesting to see how he goes with that Tottenham team. And the irony in all of this, as you said, he starts on July 1. Where's his first game? Perth. Optus Stadium. Oh, yes, it is. That is against West Ham mm. on uh, July 18. Nice place uh, for him to start. Part of the Australian tour. So mm. could you imagine the atmosphere that's going to be there when that yeah. arrives? I, yeah. I, I know, obviously, you're talking about a match in Perth. One of the things I always want to do is go to an English Premier League game in England. I've managed to be to a cha- gone to a championship game, not a Premier League game, but that would be brilliant. Brilliant. Surprising. Surprised you've never got, been able to uh, obtain tickets to it. That's a complete uh, Haven't tried. Today. Haven't tried, Maddie. to be honest. Just before I let you go, mm. this, we better touch on this Live Golf yes. and PGA Tour news that has emerged overnight. So if you're just waking up this morning and haven't heard, there's been a an agreement that's been reached between the PGA Tour, the European Tour and Live Golf, which, as we alluded to off the top, it, it's a complete shock. It's come mm. out of left field considering the tension that existed between the two organisations or the three organisations. Mm. Yeah, it, it came out of nowhere. As I said, when I saw it this morning and making my way into work, very surprised to hear about it. The tension, as you may, uh, as you mentioned, over the past 12 or so months has been now. I've got a few texts on my text line about it, which we'll get to after we finish our conversation. And it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, Matty, where it goes to from here. But yeah, I, I, as I said, uh, and I don't follow golf day in, day out, but this story is probably... Well, we talk about the Ange Postecoglou story, but that's been bubbling along for a few weeks now. This story literally came out of nowhere. No, no, it was 
Yeah, I, I was almost bamboozled yeah. coming in, thinking, "How can uh, how, how can it can happen? The, yeah, yeah, how can the parties that were so far <laughs> apart mm. realize that for the benefit of the game going forward, they probably did have to come uh, together?" I'm curious to see how it all yes. is going to work. Yeah, Be- uh, and because I'd, the- yeah, and I'd like to know what happened behind closed doors as well. Yes, yeah, well, that that would be a documentary mm. in itself, wouldn't mm. it? In amongst all of this other news, yes. Novak Djokovic mm. is potentially going to uh, break the Grand Slam record. And it's almost at the buried bottom of the, the back pack after he won the quarterfinal overnight. It is interesting with the French Open, isn't it? And I know Brett Phillips does the, a great job throughout the SEN network. I think the French Open, though, out of all the major tournaments, Australian Open, Wimbledon and the US Open, I think generates probably the least interest here in Australia. But the fact that Novak Djokovic won uh, that quarterfinals, you say, is into the semi-final. If he wins this one, which probably arguably is the hardest one for him to win, off to Wimbledon in, what, a month's time, a month or so time, and then uh, to the US Open, could he win the Grand Slam? I, I wouldn't be backing against him at the moment. No, no, and he had an opportunity to do that a couple of years mm. ago, didn't he, pre-COVID? Yes. Uh, in 2021? Yes, was and he wasn't allowed in, I don't think, to America. No. He's allowed in this year now, which is good news yes. for him. Very interesting. Um, now, Matty, looking forward to speaking to you again next week. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. we're looking forward mm. to it. Yep, yep. okay. Yep. Uh, where are you going to be? Are you going to be in the <laughs> Melbourne uh, studios or where? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to be here. In uh, fact, I'm not going to be anywhere near uh, uh, Australia this time what? next week. So, what? Uh, Part-time? Yes. Oh, that is, that, hey, that's disappointing. It says the bloke who has more leave than <laughs> I knew existed in our <laughs> payroll system. I don't think it does exist, actually, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'll be here. I'll be here. I am actually having Monday off, though, because it is the public holiday, but I'll be back on Tuesday. Um, oh. Well, when are you back, Matty? When, when do we get to chat again? Uh, Two weeks' time. Yeah, so, two weeks. Uh, well, actually, it'll be three weeks' time three weeks. considering it's today. So, uh, yeah. no, you'll have Willem in the chair mm. with you, I believe, next week. So, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to yes. bring you up to speed mm. with everything that's happening down here. Well, I look forward to chatting with him, Matty. Have a wonderful <laughs> break. A bit disappointed to hear you, you're going away. But anyway, uh, we'll, speak at a few, we'll speak at a, <laughs> we'll speak at a few weeks. Enjoy, we, your, enjoy your holiday. We will. Thank you, part-time. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, holiday? What? Uh, Matty Cox in Melbourne talking all things sport. A couple of texts, then we're going to chat to Chris Perkins more about this PGA and Live Golf merger. This from Stingray. Hey, Dan, how about Dizzy Gillespie's 200 knot first Bangladesh in 2006? That was a lot of fun on the cricket. And this one, I hope Ange does well. Been a lot of fans not happy with the appointment, saying they need a bigger name. But Spurs have had Conte and Mourinho and still didn't win anything. They play boring football. Leash Ange, will, at least Ange, will improve that from a Man City fan. So there you go. I'm right, looking forward to seeing how Ange Postacoglu does at Tottenham. Keep those texts coming in on any matters. Tottenham fans, are you happy about it? 0457 736 736. The golf situation, there's a text there. I'll get to it after the break when we have a chat with Chris Perkins. Your favourite cricketing memories and how do you think Australia's going to go in the World Test Championship, which begins tonight? Plus, the Tigers have offered Luke Brooks... Uh, two-year deal worth in excess of $1 million to keep him. Uh, he is in the final year of a deal that pays him more than $1 million this season, but it is understood that they want to keep him for another two years. Good move, bad move. We'll see what happens with that, Luke Brooks and the West Tigers. We'll take a break, have a quick chat with Chris Perkins on the other side of it. It is 24 to 6. 
Yeah, nice to have your company. 20 to 6. This text from Matt as we go to Chris Perkins to bring us news, uh, more on this breaking news from overnight. He says, Dan, just read some PGA Tour player tweets. They absolutely fuming. Jay Monahan sold them out. And many rejected the huge offers to join Live. There is a general feeling of betrayal. Yeah, this news is broken overnight. To bring us up to speed with all the latest, we thought we'd have a quick chat to our good friend, Chris Perkins in America, who's on the line now. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. Yeah, everybody waking up this morning seeing that news. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry you had to wake up to that because it had to have been a shock. I've had at least five hours <laughs> to digest it. I'm still blown away by the fact that this is happening. Well, it seems to have just, and I was talking to Manny Cox, host of Trading News in Melbourne, uh, just before the break, it seems to have almost literally come out of nowhere, at least for the general public. Well, for the general public, hell, for the players. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, part of what's going on, this this is like a bolt out of the blue. This hit about, I'd say about 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, here in the U.S., about five hours ago is when this started trickling out on social media. Uh, apparently, the, the players, the PGA Players Advisory Committee, they, were, they met with USGA officials in the lead up to the U.S. Open next weekend, and, and there were PGA Tour executives in the meeting Nothing was mentioned, and this was on Sunday over the weekend in Columbus. Uh, there's been a players, there's been a uh, a meeting. Jay Monahan has called with the players, mm. the PGA Tour players up in Toronto, supposed to start in about 20 minutes. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that room. Yeah, exactly. And I also said to Matty, <laughs> I, 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 I would have loved to have known what was, how they came to this deal, what was said behind closed doors. It was, we'll never, probably never know, but as Matty said, it's probably a documentary about it, or will be a documentary about it. Yeah. Yeah, there there needs to be a thirty for thirty on this one on, on this whole PGA Live Golf split and and apparent reconciliation because it's been a couple of year long battle between these two between the well actually the three entities PGA Tour the DP World Tour and Live Golf. There's court cases that are are going to be dismissed now. Uh, you know, antitrust lawsuits that were filed. Uh, I, the big winners in this, I've got to say, are the guys who bolted the PGA Tour to go to live golf because they got money. They got a lot of money in mm. some cases. Uh, a lot of these players did. And now they're uh, starting uh, at the end of the 2023 season. Apparently, they're going to be eligible for reinstatement back onto the PGA Tour. Mm. Now, what the tour looks like from 2024 on, no details of that yet. What the schedule is going to look like formats for tournaments or anything like that obviously that's going to be you know be, be negotiated and dealt with uh the rest of this year going into next year yeah and just before i let you go and i reckon there'll be more reaction when we chat tomorrow for our normal thursday catch-up you, you sort of mentioned it there but what do you think does happen from here and what do you reckon the reaction is going to be over the next 24 or so hours well, I mean, some of the reaction that's come out, I am reading of the story from ESPN. Uh, there was one player quoted uh, when ESPN got a hold uh, got a hold of him, mm. and I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna autocorrect myself like my mm. phone does. Uh, the player's reaction was no ducking way. Good, good autocorrection, Chris. Good stuff. I like that. <laughs> my phone, my phone always does it that yeah. way to me whenever I I type certain things. But yeah, that it, that was the reaction of one PGA player. Mm. Uh, you, you can imagine the the live golf guys. I mean, 
Uh, Phil Mickelson tweeted out, you know, it's a, that it's a big day. Uh, said it's an awesome day today with a happy face emoji. Mm. Uh, you know, some were uh, saying uh, somebody needs to do a welfare check on Brandel Chambly, <laughs> who's been a, a big critic of Live Golf on, on the Golf Channel. Uh, yeah, the, the reaction has been rapid and uh, very, very passionate from, from all sides in this. It, so uh, yeah. we'll see what the next 24 to 48 hours looks, looks, but this looks like a done deal. And mm. you know, it, it's an incredible shock to everybody's system right now. And the breakfast shows will have more on this after 6 a.m. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, Chris. It's an amazing story. This text from Magpie Swanee as I let you go. He says, who would have thought golf could knock Prince Harry off the front page? Well, I think it certainly has. Chris, thank you for jumping on. Uh, I think there'll be more reaction in the next 24 or so hours. We'll talk to you about that and all your other topics. I'm sure you've got a lot to share tomorrow morning. Thank you, mate. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. The World Test Championship beginning tonight. I just wanted to quickly fit this interview in. This is Barat Sanderson with Pat Cummins ahead of the World Test Championship beginning tonight. And it would have been nice to fit that interview in, but for some reason uh, it's not coming through. So that is a bit disappointing. But anyway, yes, Barat Sunderace and Pat Cummins, of course, uh, leading the Australian team. Thank you to Chris Perkins there. 0457 736 or 1300-01-1170. We'll stay with the cricketing flavour, though. This uh, from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Two moments stand out for me in Aussie cricket. The Steve Wall 100 at the SCG in 2003, uh, 100%. More memorable because I was at the match. The second was during the 74-75 Ashes series. My childhood hero, Doug Walters, hooking Bob Willis for six on the last ball of the day at the Wacker to not only bring up his 100, but able to score that 100 in a session. That from the Yeovil Treeman. Thank you for that one, Yeovil. Uh, Really, really... um, Interesting, in particular, I wasn't around, obviously, for the 74-75 one, but that's Steve Waugh innings against England in that Ashes series. And if you remember back, Steve Waugh was basically, um, his career was on the line. If he didn't succeed in that test match, I don't think he would have played another test match for Australia. It was just an unbelievable uh, innings, just brilliant by Steve Waugh. So you, you are right, and we're talking about the cricket because, of course, we do have all the action of the World Test Championship beginning tonight. You'll hear it on SEN. Coverage will be from 7 p.m. Uh, it goes for the next five or potentially six days. Andrew Mentzel will be our point of uh, contact here in Australia for Tradies News in a nutshell. He joined me yesterday. He believes Australia is going to win. So we'll wait and see what happens there. We'll take a break and I'll let you know about the Australian squad. It has been announced for the World Test Championship. A bit of other rugby league news around and some of your texts as well to finish the show. 0457 736 or 1300 01 1170. Yeah, good to have you company. We'll get to some of your texts in a second. 0457 736 736. Breakfast not too far away. Just that Australian squad uh, for the match that begins tonight. Uh, Pat Cummins, obviously the captain. Scott Boland in there. Uh, we know Josh Hazelwood, of course, ruled out earlier on in the week. Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris, Michael Nisa, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Usman Kawaja. Uh, Marcus Lubbish, Amanda Slubbishane, Nathan Lyon, Todd Murphy, Stevie Smith, Vice Captain Mitchell Stark, and David Warner. That is 
the squad for the Australian team tonight. All the action right here. Catch every ball right here on SEN. Looking forward to that. And, of course, the Ashes just nine days away. A couple of texts here. This from Stingray. Uh, hi, Dan. Love Ange. He's conquered every challenge to date. He's got the big ego needed for the Premier League club. But I fear he won't be able to conquer Dan Levy. That from Stingray. Yes, well, when we were chatting to Manny Cox about it before host of Tradies used in Melbourne, it is. It's a hard job to go to. We know uh, there's been managers that are very good managers that have been there and haven't been able to succeed. Uh, Four-year deal for Ange Postacoglu. But we also know contracts, especially in the world of football, don't mean much. I think, what was it, 14 or 15 English Premier League managers were sacked in the season, just gone. Um, so it doesn't just, just because he signed that four-year deal doesn't mean he's going to be there for four years. But, look, let's wish him all the best. Uh, we can only hope that he does well. I think he will do well. His track record is very good. We've seen that. But it is a big task, isn't it? Tottenham, not just to get them uh, back in the top four and maybe winning Premier League uh, competitions or premierships, but also... Uh, the Tottenham management as well. We'll have to wait and see. Good point, Stingray. Uh, Dan, uh, there will be Celtic players that will follow Ange Postacoglu to Tottenham. Jason from Melbourne. We'll have to wait and see. They might be. And this from Wade on the golf. Live golfers are contracted for 14 events, so that will stand. Other than that, they can play elsewhere as my guess on how it will work. That one from Wade. Thank you, uh, mate. As I say, there'll be more talk about that in the breakfast shows, both with Vossie and James Magnuson in Sydney and Pat and Heels in Queensland. Just a bit of rugby league news to finish things off here. Uh, Matt Lodge is resigned to being squeezed out of the Roosters, but has backed himself to land a deal with a rival outfit. Lodge isn't the only Roosters fort looking to secure his future with new recruit Nathan Brown eager to extend his time with the Tricolors beyond this season, but it does look like Matt Lodge is leaving the Roosters at the end of the year. They've re-signed Jared Rea Hargraves on a one-year extension, and Spencer Lenu from 2024 will join the Roosters as well. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. He has been linked to the Manly City Eagles, uh, where he and coach Anthony Seabold are managed by Isaac Moses. So be a handy pickup for some clubs, Matty Lodge. Uh, news coming up after the news. It's breakfast. Patton Heels will have Luke Hodge, Corey Oates, Darren Lehman, Jermaine Jolliffe, amongst all the others. Bonnie uh, Hancock also on the show. And for listeners through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney, Fossey and James Magnuson will have all the big news stories from overnight and all the latest in rugby league as well. Thanks for your company today. Have a great Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow from 5 a.m.